You're listening to the Own the Build podcast, where each week, Liam Curley and Paul Hemming from C-Link discuss how small and medium-sized developers can level up their business through smart construction management. Paul, the, uh, I hear that some of your acquaintances... Here we go. Have uh, have questioned why they're starting to see a stream of David Brent style videos <laughs> featuring you on LinkedIn. Well, a lot of them have taken great pleasure in it. In fact, I'm not a person who has uh, ever put much, uh, including you, by the looks of it. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I've never been one for, or haven't for some time, been someone for. Uh, social media so uh to now have my face plastered all over uh linkedin and facebook repeatedly uh talking about construction management it has uh, raised some eyebrows and people are taking the mickey a bit about my uh david brent like approach which i think is unfair but you know i was gonna ask you do you think that's do you think that's a fair comparison i don't but then the fact that i don't think it's a fair comparison probably means that I'm just digging myself into the hole deeper, right? Have more of more than one person made the comparison? One one person made the special effort all the way from the Philippines to uh, comment on it. Yeah, yeah, but you know the way the internet works; it doesn't really matter where you where you're from, like distance wise. It might it might not matter distant wise, but it still hurt immeasurably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, so can we can we talk about something that isn't construction management? Is that possible or? Well, we're going to talk about project managers. Oh, it's all construction. It is. Yeah. It's not paper. That's what David Brent was always talking about. I'm at least talking about construction. You are to construction what he was to paper. Maybe. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is. We've spoken a lot about how important a, a good project manager is for uh, yeah, whether it's a developer or, or, a, or I guess, a main contractor um, managing a, a development. Um, so what I want to talk about today is where do you find a good project manager? Mm. Okay. So let's recap. Not we don't go into too much depth here because we've covered it quite a bit. For, but for anyone that hasn't listened to previous episodes, why do I need a good project manager if I'm a developer running construction management procurement or a main contractor? Mm. You asking me? Well, it's only me and you, so. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought it was a rhetorical question. I thought you were going to go for it yourself, but I thought you'd learned something from all of this, Liam. But clearly, here we are. We're, we're still stuck. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, why does anyone? Why do? Why do we need a project manager? Well, I mean, it's a uh, pretty basic question when it comes to construction. Obviously, you do need a project manager, right? Um, whether you're a main contractor doing a project doing a site you need a project manager or whether you're a developer who wants to act as a main contractor um, you need a project manager um, typically what does on the sites that you were on what who who was typically there what's the what's the structure of the team I guess it it was you'd have a project manager at the top of the main contractor then maybe site manager QS's site engineers sometimes you'd have 
Is that what you typically expect on a on a small medium sized development? No. Okay. Um, or if there were project managers, I didn't see them. Typically, on a small on a small medium sized development, you know, something between I don't know, one million pounds, ten at uh, ten million pounds, something like that. There'd be a a site manager, of course, and usually a quantity surveyor, but not all the time. Mm. Um, depends on the setup of the, the the developer or the contractor. So the site manager would often be acting as the project manager from my perspective as a subcontractor. Um, but what is the difference between a site manager and a project manager? Well, yeah, when I started working, I worked at a company where everyone who was doing project management was called a site manager. And then when I went to another company, uh, everyone who was doing site management was called project manager. So um, there is a bit of, there, there isn't a difference and there is a difference. Um, so it, it, it can just be that some people call a project manager a site manager and, and vice versa. But uh, in my experience, I would class a project manager. I, I think that there's the three key roles on a site. Uh, site manager, QS, kind of like your, your boots on the ground kind of people uh, get, getting stuff done. And then above them is a, is a project manager. I work for a slightly bigger company in my past and project manager would kind of be the conduit between site manager and QS. Site manager desperately wanted to get stuff done. Quantity surveyor trying to save money, let's say, or get things done to budget, et cetera, et cetera. So those, those, two, uh, those two characters can be in conflict sometimes because the site manager wants to pay to get stuff done. QS doesn't want to pay to uh, keep things on budget. What I always saw a good project manager to be would be someone who <clears throat> can wear both hats and in wearing both hats can like massage the relationship between those two uh, competing points of view to make sure that the job gets done properly uh, and quickly but at the same time gets built on budget and gets does isn't a massive overspend whereas if you were to project manage a uh, scheme with just a QS and no site manager you're probably just by way of mentality the QS is a bit more money focused it's probably not going to happen as quickly it's probably not going to happen as uh, amicably but then by the same turn if you had a site manager doing everything it's going to get done nicely, amicably, quickly, probably, but your budget's going to go out the window because they're not budget focused. So the project manager being someone who can kind of manage the two is what is how I see a project manager, kind of wear both hats. Do you think there are many project managers out there working on what we, what we've defined as a small, medium-sized project that are experienced and good managing the site and have the commercial acumen that you're talking about um i think the majority would be very comfortable with the site side of things and some several uh, would be i think that there's quite a few that would be happy with a lot of the quantity surveying side of things what they might not be so happy to do is uh issue and make payment to if you break down what a QS does I would say QS is doing the procurement and then is managing the application process with the subbies I would say 
of those two tasks, most project managers would be very happy to do the procurement and less comfortable doing the issuing a payment notice and so on. So that, that's something we, we've talked about before and perhaps we'll talk about it in the future, like how much with this new route that we've talked about with construction management, how much do you need a QS? Do you still need a QS? I think there is components that you do need. Um, but I think most project managers should be very comfortable with running the site and most should be very comfortable with uh, managing and negotiating subcontracts uh, and doing the procurement. Maybe maybe actually doing the payments themselves would be uh, a bit of a push for most. I think one of my observations from uh, from the subcontractor side is where I was working for a smaller developer that didn't have a quantity, quantity surveyor and had a project manager who was managing the site and managing the commercial side, often they were either issuing payment notices late or they weren't issuing payment notices. And it always... I always recognised it and thought it was a really risky thing. They they weren't even yeah. aware of the. Some of them weren't aware of the need to issue a payment notice, and some of them weren't aware of the how critical it was to get that payment notice out on time. Mm-hmm. So I was going to come to ask what a you know what a job description would look like for a project manager working on behalf of a a developer or a small contractor. Yeah. How do you make sure that if you're going to have one person wearing both hats, albeit with software or support to help them on on commercial, say, how do you make sure that they have enough commercial acumen to deliver the basics as an employer um, and, and and certainly around something like a payment notice, which if you get that wrong, as small as that is, that's, that could be critical if there are any disputes or anything down the line. Yeah, definitely. I, I, think, uh, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. There's probably limited uh, candidates who tick all boxes where you think, I have wrapped up absolutely everything by employing that individual. Uh, but by the same token, by employing a QS... Um, I don't think you're always going to get your payment notices done correctly or on time. Like it's just, it's, it's a complicated, difficult process. But um, I think you've got to look at it. Uh, I, I, when we were talking to Piragash a few weeks ago, uh, the fountain of knowledge that he is, uh, it, what he said resonated for this conversation. He was saying um, that what you need to do is think about what the funder is going to look for at your project, right? Whether So if you're looking at a project and you're looking at it as a funder and you'll say, okay, this is a development company, they've got experience doing, experience doing developments before, low risk profile, who's going to do the construction? Uh, JCT or DMB contractor does a construction, they've got all this in their portfolio, happy days, low risk profile, let's go forward. What we're saying is do it slightly different. You're, you're a company who's got your own experience, but you're going to manage... Uh, the project management or the construction using a project manager. So you've got to think that when you're doing your interviews for, for this project manager, you've got to act like the funder, right? And you've got to think, what does that funder look for? You've got to look for exactly the same thing. So when you're looking at CVs, it's a case of understanding how much 
this individual can manage site, their experience of managing similar sites or sites generally, um, and then how much procurement they've... So that's the site manager side of things, sorry, which I think is probably the more comfortable side of things. So we don't need to focus on that too much. Then when it comes to the commercial aspect, the quantity surveying role that you're looking to fill, it's understanding from them. How have they ever been involved in subcontract procurement before? Almost all of them will have been to some extent because you can't avoid it being a project manager. And then how comfortable are you with um, issuing subcontracts? How comfortable are you with, with issuing um Payment notices, pay less notices. Again, there's ways of mitigating that. They might say totally comfortable doing procurement, but um, I would be interested in some support on the pay less notices or, or whatever. And you could employ a QS on a monthly basis to, to do a day to do your procurement, uh, to do your pay payment notices. Sorry, that could be an option, a way to mitigate. Um, or you could have some amazing software. I'm going to plug C-Link here, obviously. Um, but you could have software that automates that process for you and makes it a lot more simple. But um, there's a number of ways to do it. I don't think that m many um, candidates will fit you for the whole suite of uh, QS and site manager. I think you've got site manager wrapped up and then it's a case of drilling down and trying to just be that funder and think, well, I'm going to look at this business. I'm going to look at this uh, uh, case for this project um, who's going to manage it and what skills have they got and going into that CV and interview process knowing I want someone to uh, evidence to me that they're capable of the site management yes but that they're capable of the procurement and have got the capabilities on the quantity surveying side if they haven't then I know I've got a bit of a risk a bit of a hole to plug uh, and then you, you, you plug that, you, that a good project manager would probably say to you, look, I, I would want someone one day a month to support me in uh, producing payment notices for all the subcontracts. I'm happy to get the subcontracts set up with software or whatever, but yeah, I do want someone to help me uh, do that. And, and that, again, if you're acting like the funder, right, that then allows you to go to the funder three months down the line and say, so this is our project manager. They've managed all of these sites. They've done all of this procurement. This is how we're going to do the procurement. For the commercial aspects, we're relatively comfortable, except for we're going to plug a little bit of a gap with one day a month, we're going to employ a QS. So that you, can, you can manage it that way, I think. Yeah, one thing that came to mind to me as well was that um, I'm thinking of someone specifically who I know is a, an excellent project manager, an experienced guy, and I was thinking what what made him he, he was he did have commercial awareness. He's not a quantity surveyor. Um and you wouldn't hire him to be a quantity surveyor, but he, he with a little bit of support, he certainly got enough commercial acumen to do that. And I was thinking, well, what why has he got that? What makes what makes him different? And I think it's because um A because of his experience, but B because he's worked closely with a number of quantity surveyors. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I so I think maybe when you are interviewing, maybe one good question or uh, a reference that you want besides employers is to get a reference, ask for a reference from a quantity surveyor because you want to say, okay, is there anyone that you've got a good enough relationship with that would give you a reference? Because if there is, okay. yeah, then you've probably worked closely with a quantity surveyor and you you understand 
their job, which is going to make it easier That's for That's a really good point, actually, yeah. I've, I've never thought of it from that angle, but a really good way, um, because having QS in the past, and for any QS is listening will know this, that you've worked with project managers in the past that are either interested and engaged in your side of things or totally disinterested in your side of things and just want to focus on the side because that's the bit that they enjoy more. What you're looking for is that project manager who, again, going back to that thing that I said at the start, that conduit between the QS and the site manager, you want a project manager who is engaged and cares about the budget, cares about the procurement. Um, And if you were to ask me in the past, in the same way you've just reeled off someone that sticks out in your mind as a project manager with good commercial acumen, I could name plenty that have got... um, that I would think, yeah, he's perfect for the job, or she is. Um, I can also think of a few that I think, well, they wouldn't be the right. That, that's not the character I'm thinking of in this situation. I'm thinking of someone who wants to do a bit of both. So, yeah, that's a good one. I wanted to take a quick break from the show to share a message from our sponsor, C-Link. C-Link is software designed to streamline the process of subcontract procurement. It's a platform that helps SME developers and main contractors stay agile whilst replicating the commercial scale and savvy of large contractors. If you want to save a guaranteed minimum 5% against budget construction costs on your next project, head to www.get dot c dash link dot com slash podcast to find out more if you're driving or working out right now and didn't catch that url don't sweat it we've included the link in the description box for this episode now let's get back to the show so um there is there is one person actually, and I'm not going to name who it is, but this is a person who um, who came in to a SME developer um, when they had just uh, removed a main contractor from site, or the main contractor had gone. I think the main contractor got bu- gone bust. Actually, yeah, I know who you mean. They were basically moving to um, construction management, and they wanted to find a project manager who. Uh, could do the function of replacing the main contractor on that project, but they then completely moved to it. Now that chap is a, uh, he's comes from a uh, background of major projects. He, he worked on, I think he worked on the Gherkin a long time ago, which you'd think someone who worked on the Gherkin doing small, medium sized uh, projects, maybe not a good fit when, when you think about off the top of your head, but this guy has gone in, he is, Probably 70% skilled with site, 30% skilled with QS in terms of his balance. And he manages for that business, uh, one of our clients who are doing really, really well. Um, he manages for them both both sides. He's, if you ask me to write down the perfect person that you're trying to uh, find for this job, it's him. He is someone who has got loads of site experience, wasn't necessarily in his previous role the site manager but it's totally comfortable with site and um but also has done loads of procurement loads of interaction with qs's loads of interaction with subcontractors done lots of procurement professionally and he also just manages he actually manages the site the qs side procurement wise and he manages the payments so 
there is people out there who can do it all. Um, they're probably rare, um, but there, there absolutely is people that can do it all for sure. Okay. So there's a few questions that have come up there. So the first one, I'm going to uh, try to put myself in the position of a developer who yeah. um, is new to this and is looking for their first project manager or, or new to a two to 10 million pound project, right? They've built up to this. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've kind of said some overarching or we've shared some overarching ideas on what a good project manager is, but specifically what are they looking for? If you don't really, if you, you haven't got that experience yet of working with really great project managers in construction, what exactly am I looking for on a CV? On a CV, you're looking for a portfolio of, it's, imagine you're doing the same with a main contractor. You're looking, you're looking for what jobs have, have they worked on and can they execute projects? Have they proven that, right? So a main contractor will say, I've done all of these different projects. By the same token, um, you should be able to say that as a project manager. I used to do it when I was a QS. I worked on all these different projects. The fact that I've worked on those projects alone in the role as QS or commercial manager or in this case, project manager should fill you with confidence that they can execute that role uh, so I would say first things first is what jobs have they done second thing are you comfortable being the lead on site because right now we get this is our first job doing this we're going to need you to be on site are you okay doing that some people will go no I'm not I don't want to be on site um, so that's a critical thing right that has to come out of the discussions have you been on site are you comfortable being on site have you got I don't know, SMSTS or SSSTS, SSSSS, well, how, how, however many S's it is. Uh, yeah. Health and safety and... Yeah, can, have you got that? The majority of project managers will have it because they have to have it to be on site. So have they got that? If they have got that, <clears throat> um, they, they really have proven to a certain level that they're pre-qualified and they're suitable for the job. In terms of the, what should I look for... Um, on the CV for the commercial side. It's a bit harder to say, um, but you want to be looking for experienced in subcontract procurement, experienced in uh, taking a subcontract from tender to final account or to PC. So having seen that life cycle through. And what you want to say is in the interview when you're actually fleshing these things out is, <clears throat> so you've got experience with subcontract procurement. What does that look like? would you be comfortable with leading the tender process and then taking the tender to a contract and then on the contract, managing that contract from site through to PC, paying them final accounts? Those are the things that you want to drill into. Is there one question that you could ask a prospective project manager for your project? One question that would give you an indication whether they have commercial acumen or not? i.e. Well, what I mean by that is you're looking for a, an answer that either indicates they know what you're talking about or is it is there something I can ask them that's going to, because they, they want the job. They're going to say, yeah, yeah, sure, I can do that. Okay, yeah. But, you know, is there a question I can ask them that's not 
do you know commercial? It's, you know, is there a question and what is the kind of answer I'm looking for that gives me an indication that they're right? There's, uh, there's yeah, good question, that. It's, it's hard. I mean, you could ask them something along the lines of, in your previous projects, uh, which contracts have you uh, used? Are you familiar with uh, JCT or NEC? You would hope that their answer would be, yes, JCT, and I imagine JCT. You don't want to ask them that because you've just told them the answer. Okay, so... Which contracts are you familiar with? Yeah, which contracts are you familiar with? Which which contracts do you think are most appropriate for my project? Okay. Um, And the answer to that would be... I think, no, it doesn't matter. I think that's a good question. The answer to that is, it doesn't matter if they say JCT design and build, JCT um, standard build and whatever. If they say, if they give you some credible answer to that, and and give it, it, it's it's not really I don't think anyway it's relevant whether you agree with that answer or not it's just giving it, okay they are more than a site manager that's only comfortable um, with working with trades uh, but not commercial with numbers. If you know what the JCT is, that is a good barometer of okay they understand it and so on. Well, I would say if someone says NEC, it would be an instant red flag because NEC contracts aren't suitable for I think someone on a shop someone that is kind of purely site based and, and not commercial tool probably wouldn't know what any that probably wouldn't have come across the NEC contract. Yeah, and I mean there's other things you could ask. I mean you could ask um you could be really nitty gritty QS about it and you could ask um do you think I've got this groundworks back do you think I should be ch- holding back retention on it? Like what would your approach be to it? If would you hold retention on a groundworks package or or not like if so what percentage would you hold and if they said you know i'd probably hold back groundworks package five percent if it was less than a million or on a painting and decorating package i might not those kind of things just not that either of my statements there are correct but it might help you just to understand that they get it that they think about these things and because procurement is all about a bit of risk isn't it who's taking on the risk so um there's loads of stuff, but yeah, probably the easiest one is, do you know what the JCT, which which contract would you use? Yeah, because I'm again, I'm I'm thinking about asking that question as from from the perspective of someone that's not an expert in this. Yeah. So you don't want to go too deep, and I and I don't think you're expecting them to be an expert either. You just want to know that they have an awareness of what's going on commercially. Am I being? Am I being David Brent the QS there by talking about retention? Is that is that have we have we come back round to it? Full circle. <laughs> okay, so the 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 next question is, where do they find this person? Yeah, well, recruitment is difficult for anyone in any business, isn't it? Like there is like they they're not just <laughs> the perfect candidate is not hiding around the corner waiting for you to uh, pick up the phone to them, are they? So where are they? I mean, you could find them You could find them on LinkedIn. You could do a post about a project on LinkedIn. You can publish an advert for a project. What's important is knowing and having that job description written out, right? We've talked about conduit between site site manager and QS, having, having those, having the expertise to do the procurement. If you've got the job description written out, which I think we've discussed enough in this uh, conversation anyway to give a good idea as to what we think that is where do you find them 
you can either try and do it yourself by on LinkedIn or by whatever means possible, as I've discussed. Um, or there's plenty of uh, recruiters, isn't there, out there who will who are who are experts in finding project managers. Um, and then I, I think it really is my my view would be and that this is the most important um, bit of recruitment, bit of work, bit of intelligence that you're going to bring into your business as a developer ever, right? The first time you do it, um, it is going to be a challenge. But if you get the first project manager, right, it then makes everything else a lot simpler, doesn't it? So I, I, I would advocate for, you're gonna, you want to spend a bit of money on this, you want to get it absolutely right, you want to explain to an expert, this recruiter or whoever they are, this is what I'm looking for. I want them to have the characteristics of happy on site, no problem, that's filter number one. Happy to do procurement, that's filter number two. Got a good portfolio of works, that's filter number three. So that you're actually just cutting out the noise and just getting straight to the point and talking to the people that you want to talk to. Um, and so my, I, I guess what I, my advice would be, there's loads of places that you can do recruitment, right? Absolutely loads. For this role, you don't necessarily, the, the, the companies that we're talking about potentially doing this don't necessarily have big network or have people already engaged who they can say, oh, I know someone that I work with very well who is the perfect candidate. So I would say it's probably worth investing a bit of money in uh, getting a recruiter, identifying the right candidates and doing it that way would be my advice, I guess. It's, it's, it's difficult though, isn't it, with recruitment? There's so many different ways to do it. Is working on a contract basis with a freelancer a viable option yes it is um i think it is yeah i think it's difficult for developers isn't it to do this because it's chicken and egg because you want to go to the funder and say this is my team um but you don't want to employ someone before you've got a project or before you've got a project that's engaged so i think you 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 kind of do have to take a bit of a leap of faith um, to do this because you want to have that person's CV in your organization so that you can utilize it. Um, but maybe, maybe the way to do it is that you say, I want a, a, I find a project manager on a, on a contract basis for a few months where I employ them 50% of the time, um, but have a bit more flexibility in terms of the fixed cost. Uh, and then that converts into a full-time employment if it goes goes so well. There's there's no you unfortunate position with this is, and unfortunately it's a position that so many SMEs have, regardless of their sector, right? To push the business forward a bit, you have got to take some risk. And I think uh, we've talked about how wonderful construction management is, right? Once you've got the project manager in place and blah, blah, blah. There are downsides. One of the downsides is that in an ideal world, you employ someone with an amazing CV and they help you get that job over the line with the funder and everything else, but you are going to have to spend two, three, four months worth of salary and expenses up front to get that done. It's just, I think that is how it has to happen, really. See, my concern with that, um, if I were a developer or uh, for, you could, you could apply this to a lot of different markets, um and industries would be if this is a first what i consider to be big project as a as a, a small business right 
um, or, uh, or my first construction management project. I don't really want to hire someone that I've never worked with before. If they're as important as you're saying they are, they're critical. Mm. I Good CV or no good CV, I don't want to hire someone and work with them for the very first time on this critical project. I would feel much you do more... It, you, you do it every time with a main contractor. What's the difference? You do it absolutely, absolutely every time with a main contractor. You hire someone that you've never worked with before that has got... Mm. That, you, that you don't know... What's the difference? I think the difference, and might be wrong, the difference would be that I think that with the main contractor, you're looking at a collective, it's a business, um, it, it doesn't feel as risky. Whereas to employ an individual, um, I'm, I'm putting all my faith in that person. And I don't really know that you cannot, you can never know if anyone's going to deliver yeah. until you've worked with them. I mm-hmm. would personally rather, I, I, what do you think about this? Right. So I would try to look for Here we go. a really small project that I could work with. Some, something, um, something that I can afford to go wrong mm-hmm. and try to find, go through the same process that we've discussed and work with someone on a contract basis on that small project first. Figure out if what they are like, and if they are the ideal candidate, then I'll snap them up. Because I would rather, because I would then be walking into um, this next important project for me. With confidence. With confidence, knowing, okay, this is the right person, or yeah, this is someone I can trust. Or, may, or maybe you you say I'm working on this job with a main contractor. Um, got six months left of it. I'm going to find budget in my business. I'm going to employ a project manager, and I'm going to have them project manage the main contractor. Right? Yeah, Before that's me. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so you actually spend the last six months getting to know someone, and you say, okay, there, these guys, this this person is is great. He's going to take my business forward. So. Yeah, let's 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 work with them. I think so, that's yeah, that, I think that's the way to do it. And what, now I'm thinking about that. Now I think that is the way. Is that you don't don't you don't want to go into a, an important project for you. What I don't think you do anyway is that is really high risk with someone that you you don't know beyond the fact that they've got a good CV because we are bad. Everyone's bad. Humans are bad at judging people on first impressions, and mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. It's just it's just power women. Well, I thought you were a good guy when I first met you, and look how that turned out. Well, yeah, they go right sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea bringing them into uh, an, an existing. Pro- if you use main contractors, yeah, what you say, do that, or just finding a way to work with someone for a few months if you can afford. If you can afford, if it's not time critical. Yeah. We, we, we probably uh, oversell or oversimplify how simple it is to do this, right? And I'm probably um, chief in doing so um, to move to construction management, do project management, right? But uh, I will still say that my view is a lot of people are, uh, have, are doing exactly the same thing with main contractors, right? So many things can go wrong with main contractors. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a case of, it's a case of risk management, Whoever you, whichever way you go, um, and it's it's calculating that risk. And by no means am I suggesting uh, 
it's it's a simple calculation to make. But if you get the right candidate, um, I'm thinking of that person in my mind. I'm thinking of that person inside that developer who has changed the way that business works. To me, then I think, oh, it's so simple. Let's just just get on with it and do it. Appreciate it. it but you also because you also said there aren't many of that person. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'll hold my hands. No, up. I enjoyed this. One. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was that was good. Um, find good project manager. Tick solves it. <laughs> See you next time, Paul. Take it easy, girls. See you later, mate. Bye.